Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Nick, I'm, uh, I'm curious. Are you now? <laughs> Do you think that you can learn to be more curious than you are? Great question. This was actually my question. It was. <laughs> That's why I'm I, saying it's great. It's, 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 um, <laughs> it's kind of fun to just blatantly take credit for mm-hmm. your question there and ask, if, ask it as if... Actually, it, it came out of one of our group discussions. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking a couple weeks ago about um, kind of curiosity's place in mental health and sort of why it matters. And it's not something that's talked a lot about necessarily. And, and then we got into the discussion of, is it something you can... Um, is it more of just kind of a fixed personality trait? Like some people are curious, some people aren't, or is it something you can really cultivate? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's, um, well, I think in the context in which we came up was we were talking about depression, I think in particular mm-hmm. and how some of the clients that we work with at times just seem to really struggle with, um, being curious in some ways or, or kind of having that behaviorally manifested in some way, I guess. Yeah. The, one of the best ways out of depression is to kind of, get yourself doing things that are enjoyable or productive or whatever, even though you don't feel like it. And Mm -hmm. and I think what we kind of circled on is that's easier. It's a lot easier to do if you're a a curious person, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Cause you, I mean, it's, it's one thing to say like, Oh, I know. Okay. I know I should get up and go to the gym cause it's going to be good for me and I'll feel better afterwards. But you just have no, you just don't enjoy the gym. You have no interest in the gym. Yeah. But if you're a curious person, you might, you could think like, well, okay, I don't feel like going to the gym now, but I know there's like a bunch of other class, like exercise classes they do. And like, I, I've always kind of wanted to get into yoga. So like, hmm, that might be kind of interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll start reading a little bit about yoga. And you start reading a little about yoga and you watch some YouTube videos of people talking about it. And you're like, eh, yeah, actually this sounds kind of cool. That's going to make it a lot easier to get to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think, yeah, curiosity can really be um, an asset because it it makes it easier to um, move on things that are hard. Like, mm. I sort of think about it like we all kind of struggle with inertia. Like, if you're just, if you're not doing much, like getting over the hump and getting moving initially is hard. Like so gravity it, is like pulling you down. But I think of curiosity is like a competing force that kind of pulls you up and out. Mm. So it's, it's part of a motive or it's a type of motivation or kind of part of a motivation. It's a good question. We should probably talk about what curiosity is yeah. exactly first. So yeah, I think, I think we use it both ways personally. I think people talk about it as an emotion. Like I was feeling curious, the feeling you feel when you're learning Intrigued something. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's also an, an activity. It's a mm-hmm. sort of behavior, either mental or physical, you know, you're, you're literally clicking through links on Wikipedia you know, and you're yeah. thinking, yeah. you're thinking to yourself, Ooh, yeah, that was really interesting. I wonder about this thing. Yeah. And you, so it's, it's kind of like a cognitive movement too. It's not well, just a feeling. Yeah. Wonder is a good way to describe it. Right. Just kind of wondering. Um, oh yeah. But that's another one. Sometimes I think of wonder as an emotion, like awe. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Maybe that's the, di- maybe that's the difference. Maybe awe is the emotion. But, but kind of, yeah, maybe that kind of initial, and, um, yeah, a th- thought pattern or Mm -hmm. I I define it both ways kind of um, um, cognitively and behaviorally yeah yeah so I but I think generally with curiosity I think what's normally when you're 
being curious, you're you're feeling excited. I think excitement is the emotion mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. most of us are feeling yeah, that, in the middle of curiosity. As far as, yeah. It it's excitement sense. about learning, usually. Um, and it's kind of pleasurable, too. So, Can be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, th- this was, this was a, yeah, sorry. So th- the question, though, I guess then is, is can we learn to be more curious? Right? Mm-hmm. Can you can you do that? Or I guess in by asking that question or framing it that way, we're supposing that maybe it's a trait and you just kind of have a certain level of curiosity or not. I think this is the intuitive way to look at it. I think we tend to talk about it like some people are just super curious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and some people are not that curious. Yeah. Right. And maybe even, maybe really the way we think about it is most people are average and there's a few people who just seem hyper curious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would know? make sense that there's a, kind of a normal level of curiosity or somewhat average level of curiosity yeah. and then people kind of deviate from there. Right. So so do you think, so how do you think those people on the very curious end got there? Were they born there? Born that way? Um, I don't know. I, I My first thought is I doubt it because because curiosity is actually, like, like even we just in a, in a few minutes have kind of gotten into some of the complexities of it. Like it's, mm-hmm. a, it's kind of a complex thing. It's not just like, some people are curious. There, there's activities. There's habits involved. There certainly there are feelings, right? But no, nobody is born with the genetic makeup that encourages them to go down Wikipedia rabbit holes, <laughs> right? Or, or to learn a lot about to watch YouTube videos about yoga. So you think this is more right? learned, reinforced uh, somehow? Yeah, I think it's I think it's complicated. And if it's super complicated, I doubt that it's. It's just kind of genetic yeah. or temperamental, right? I think there might be a variety of um, kind of a variety of traits that maybe predispose you towards being more curious mm-hmm. or not, mm-hmm. right? That would make sense to me. I also I also strongly agree with you that this is a kind of a reinforced behavior, or or some maybe sometimes for some people a punished behavior. Mm. Um, and so I, I even think sometimes with my clients that curiosity in the past has gotten them in a lot of trouble with other people or whatever and it's been kind of extinguished that way or yeah talk more about that what would that have looked like um parents maybe who got really upset when you colored outside the lines or were creative and they got really mad and um maybe where you asked questions your com- your parents were uncomfortable asking or responding to they they made you feel bad for asking mm-hmm. too many questions or so, oh. so some of those behavioral yeah. manifestations of curiosity might have been punished basically or even if you just came from a, a family or culture that really emphasizes sort of following the rules tradition we, maybe yeah, like there's yeah. kind of a certain way that we generally do things i'm not saying that people who have come from traditional backgrounds <laughs> are going to be curious but it's all it's statistics right it's all right, about right how much of something does it does it nudge you a little bit one way or the other yeah Right. And, and there again, there might be traits that kind of enhance your curiosity there or in certain s- situations um, make it more difficult for you to push past resistance or whatever. But yeah, it, it does seem like this is a reinforced skill or behavior mm-hmm. Yeah, that you can refine into a skill, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I certainly hope that that's the case. I would, li- I would really like to believe that. I, I, I really don't like the idea that it's something that's just kind of fixed and generally people are, some people are curious and some people aren't. Well, I mean, when I really thought about this question of can you, can you learn to be curious? um, Curiosity and learning 
are, are, are just so closely related anyway. You know, acquiring new information, assimilating that, accommodating that information is very akin to what curiosity is, you know? Yeah. So are, are you paying attention? And, and so they're so related. I, you could definitely learn to learn. Yeah. Um, but, but I think curiosity is, can you learn to like to learn? There it is. Right? Curiosity has that affective emotional component. And by that, I think what you're saying is just, can you be reinforced by that? Is it reinforcing for you? Because if it's reinforcing, you'll do it. I would say reinforcing in a particular way, though. So there's lots of people who are really good at learning in school, and they're, they're extremely reinforced for learning because, like, you know, daddy was a doctor and grandpa was a doctor and I have to be a doctor. So I have to do well in med school or else I'm going to disappoint my whole family and bring shame to the, you know, like that's reinforcement too. Right. But that there are a lot of people who are really good learners who are not that curious. Yeah. So to me, another refinement, uh, another distinction that gets at curiosity is people who are curious, they kind of like learning for its own sake. There's kind of a... They just enjoy learning. It's not only reinforced, but it's reinforced in a very enjoyable way for them. And it's not instrumental. Like, they don't, they don't necessarily like learning because it's going to lead to something. They just like mm-hmm. it because it feels good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They yep. Just like... Like, the person who's, like, looking up videos about, you know, who's interested in yoga, Right? They're not thinking, yes, I need to research yoga videos so that I can get myself to the gym because I know that's going to be good for my depression. Right. That's not curiosity. Yeah. Right? That's looking for an It's outcome. like, oh, yeah, yoga. Hmm. I've what always been about? kind of interested in that. Like, yeah. oh, that's cool. What they just, like, that's really, you know, so it's very, it's non-instrumental. It, you're not using it for something else. Exploration for exploration's sake. Almost. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So a few, a few things. Um, that actually seems relatively rare to me really i don't yeah Hmm. like uh, you don't find that much around people i mean within people you're you're around you went to school (laughs) like (laughs) most of my experience in like watching my peers in school there did not seem to be a lot of like enjoyment of learning for learning's sake hmm Right or think mm-hmm. about jobs like learning on the job. So would you it's, say that a lot of their time was spent in things like college, which maybe was one of those like, I, well, if I do this, I can d- get a degree and I can go on to work. Mm-hmm. But do you think those other people they they didn't have interests of their own that they were just curious about? Uh, no, I'm I'm sure they did have some okay. outside. But but here's the thing: you spend, especially as a kid, you spend all your time in school, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're a kid these days. Then you spend your the rest of your time in other like schoolish activities. Homeworkish, you're doing yeah. homework and piano lessons and playing yeah. sports and like all, all these things that are very external. They have a lot of external rewards, external motivations, mm-hmm. right? If you don't just if your kid just doesn't happen to love. I mean, I think it's one of the tragedies of like youth sports these days is nobody plays sports just because they like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's like good. It's build, builds character and it's good for your resume and it like you, you know get like college. Yeah, and, like yeah. all the you got to. I don't know. It, uh, it's not like, it's not the Sandlot where they just like go out and like uh, play baseball because they like playing baseball. How many kids you talk to that are in, in athletics now? A pretty good amount. Okay. I have a couple of nephews that love sports, so I'm curious. Um, 
But I see I see the difference though. And you're saying you're you're saying basically we spend a lot of our time in pursuits of things that aren't something we're genuinely curious about. It's more about an outcome that we we need or desire or want. Yes. Um, and that exploration for exploration's sake, we don't do much of. So I think there would be a lot more kids who just really were curious about and enjoyed playing sports if parents took zero interest in sports. Just say, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> I think you, the overall number of people playing sports might be lower, but the percentage of them who really just enjoyed it for its own sake and were, were kind of curious to learn more about it and get better and would be way higher. Huh, and yeah. the same for all sorts of activities. It's not just sports, music, academics, school, yeah. science, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. So this gets back to the, I think we, it's not that people aren't curious or capable of curiosity, but I, I think culturally we unintentionally squash it mm. a lot. By, by occupying a lot of our time with things that we're kind of pushed to do. Well, and, and by making learning about, making learning results oriented. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and take, you mentioned like, take like going to college and like take picking a major. I think about this myself a lot. When I think about on college, I, I, it never crossed my mind whether my major would help me get a job or not. Not one tiny bit. <laughs> I was an English major because I like to read stories. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I just thought they were interesting and okay. like fun and fascinating. Did not cross my mind once whether like I'd be able to get a job with it or not. Nope. Nope. It's just no. totally following your curiosity. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that's good <laughs> or bad. Like I'm not saying nobody should consider whether their major will help them get a job or not. But I, just to highlight that I don't think that's normal. I think most people, maybe for good reason, they carefully consider, will this major help me get a job? But mm -hmm. one possibility is you're, now you're going into this whole learning project. Not What's most important is what's it going to get me? Yeah. Yeah. Right? What's it going to lead to? And I think that interferes with the, the enjoyment of the process itself. Yeah. And so if you're doing that a lot, especially as a kid in all sorts of areas of your life, you're never going to get to, you're never going to get to experience what that's like, what it's like to learn something just for its own sake. Cause it's kind of interesting and fun. I, I agree. I don't know how far I'd go here, but it does seem like, um, you would want to enhance or create time for curiosity for curiosity's sake, rather than kind of objective learning strategies, I guess. I, I can mm -hmm. see that. That both skills were, are probably necessary, right? To be able to learn for um, some objective and to be able to learn just for curiosity's mm -hmm. sake. So where do you think the balance is there? How much time versus how much time? Oh, I, I think we've swung so far to one extreme that we need to go way back. Really? The other. Oh, yeah, so far back. Scale it way back. <laughs> way, 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 way back. Yeah. So, so how would one kind of learn to be curious? How would you, well, what would you do? To... So th this is the other, the really depressing answer to this question is n like you're just born curious or not. And I think we've kind of dismissed that. I think generally it's learned. But the, the still kind of depressing answer is you basically have to learn it as a kid. And if you don't, you're, you're kind of screwed. Wow. Because if you spend the first 30 years of your life having like curiosity squashed, that's real. Think about anything else or in your not life. Practice. Let's yeah, just say not, not practice. Yeah, not practice. Right. Yeah. It's think about language, like learning a language, right? Or le learning anything. Everything's easier to learn when you're a kid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying you can't learn it later as an adult. I'm just saying there's a good chance that it's way harder 
later. Yeah, learning language is way harder as an adult. You can do it, but it's it's pretty tough and it, it's it's just a lot harder, right? So that that's discouraging. It doesn't mean it's we can't do it, but I think it's important to be realistic that maybe this is just going to be a lot of work, uh-huh. right? <laughs> or some work for sure, yeah. Yeah, Okay. because okay. it's something that should, you could say it's the natural state of childhood to be curious and to follow your own kind of interests. So, so my, my theory is a slight variation of yours. Okay. I, I do agree that it's probably better to learn as a kid than as an adult. But I think you, you can learn as an adult. And I'm not sure where the limits are there, but I think curiosity can be, if you set the initial kind of direction right, can be so reinforcing. I think you could improve quite a bit. Have you seen this? Do you have an actual example of your life of an adult learning to be substantially more curious? Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know because I don't have a measure of curiosity like way before, but it seems like there was a shift and, and, and that could be a byproduct of the depression remitting or, or sorry, the cross section I have isn't enough information maybe. But could, could you think, can you think, it doesn't have to be a client, it could be anyone. Can you think of anyone who went from average curiosity to people would say about them, wow, they're, they're like, he's a pretty curious person. Mm. Like, can you make that much of a... I think leap? so. I think I think you can start getting rewarded. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. I actually have someone in my family who um, experienced a loss. That loss led to a lot of changes that seemed to just really ignite their mm. desire to go do stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Now, again, I, I can't say all the variables are right there. Yeah, it's hard I to understand. But, but I think curiosity can be so rewarding. It's, it's, it's so stimulating if it's done well. Um, but okay, I think so, it, can be, it can just turn into that kind of addictive kind of, I want to do that more. So what does that look like? If I, let's, say I'm, I'm, let's say I struggle with depression and I'm having trouble doing anything, right? And, and you say, all right, Nick, we're gonna, well, what, what are you going to do? What's your game plan for me? If, if you want me to learn to be more curious. In the beginning, I think it's it's a, here, here's what I thought. Here's, here's what my kind of thoughts are on how to kind of coach, coax yourself through becoming um, more curious. And, and one is just to kind of just ask the question why or say yes to an opportunity, right? Just be open okay. to an experience outside your normal range. Um, and then as you experience that thing um, and appreciate that thing, ask questions why you're there. What's this mm. about? How do you do that? You know, if you can start allowing yourself to ask the questions that often come with curiosity, like how, why, could I, some of those things, how does that work? You know, whatever that is. Um, you might always, those are like the seeds of curiosity right there. You're just asking the right questions. Okay. As you get that information, go with it. Just allow yourself to kind of behaviorally follow those questions. And then as you discover more, reinforce yourself a lot by that, right? Um, with with whatever you enjoy. But try to reinforce it in a really positive way. So like it would what, de- what would that look like? Oh, if, if you've got a client who really enjoys, um, uh, let's say, a good bottle of wine. I don't know. You, you, you tell them, hey, w- let's set up a project where you learn how to um, 
I don't know, dribble a basketball, okay. whatever it is, right? You've never done those things. I like this. When you can do We're mixing that, wine and dribbling basketball. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not at the same time. Um, but once you pick up the skill, once you've learned how to do that, we get a reward. Okay. We, we get something there. And, okay. and that's a very simplistic maybe yeah. uh, view of it. But if you're practicing dribbling for 15 minutes, then we're you are going to try to reward that, wine. right? And if and, and then and then reward or look for those initial kind of curious signs anyway. If you ask yourself like, I mean, if you're watching a basketball game and go, hey, could I, I wonder if I could even do that. Right there is a good intro. Hmm. Maybe a naturally occurring kind of question in your head to say, well, let me try and behaviorally follow those curious statements or questions. Hmm. See that? That's that's my okay. uh, two cents. I wonder if there's research on this. I wonder if this I has don't been know. tested. But I was trying to lay this out in my own mind. Yeah, mind you, um, I'm not an expert in curiosity. So <laughs> <laughs> if you have really good questions about this, I'd love to follow it up because it, this made me curious anyway. So here, my way of thinking through this was very um, narcissistic. I just thought. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like I'm a pretty I'm pretty curious, and so I thought through my own life, especially my childhood, and thought through, like, what contributed to that? How did I get curious? And here's, and this is dangerous, because of course, you can't extrapolate one person's experience to everybody. But but I think there's something potentially in there, which is, I, I often remember being bored as a kid. Mm. Not bored for long stretches of time, but temporarily bored. So like, here's a common thing that would happen in, in my family growing up. Most of the time, if it, if it was a weekend, and especially if it was a weekend and my mom wasn't around and she was often driving my siblings around and doing stuff, and my my dad would not let us be inside during the weekends. So, like, we couldn't watch movies, couldn't play video games, mm-hmm. couldn't watch TV, couldn't, like, whatever. Couldn't just lay around on the couch. He, he would literally just, like, lock the doors and we had to be outside all day. Huh. And what I remember is I hated it for, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were fine. This is stupid. There's nothing to do. I just want to watch a movie boat. And then I'd find something to do. I, I'd just go, I'd ride my bike like up in the hills behind the house or I'd, you know, I remember building little terrariums for, there are all these lizards around where we live, like these big <laughs> yeah. alligator lizards, you know? Uh, and so I'd uh. build these like terrariums out of plywood and stuff. And But the key thing there is that I think boredom, while aversive, forces you to be curious. Mm. And if you don't have boredom, you don't get forced to be curious. Yeah. And one of the things that that prevents boredom, which I think is a bad thing actually, is cheap entertainment. I think these days mm-hmm. there's so much cheap. How can you be bored when you have Netflix? Yeah. It's impossible. Almost, How can you yeah. be bored with a smartphone? There's oh now you're not going to be super engaged with anything, right? Right. right? <laughs> but you're never going to be uncomfortably bored because hmm. you can always like plug into something. So if I was going to, the like beginnings of an idea for how would you design a program to cultivate curiosity, I, I think you should eliminate anything that gives you cheap entertainment and force yourself to be bored. And I think that stands a decent chance of really like lighting the fires of curious, like forcing yourself to get curious about something. Hmm. Hmm. I, I think boredom is essential actually. I think if you, if you can't be bored, I think it's going to be hard to be genuinely curious. Yeah, I'm going to disagree here because I, I think okay. I learned curiosity through just kind of good old-fashioned modeling. My, I had a lot of family members who were really curious. Hmm. And watching them work, I think, made made me curious. 
Mm. My mother from one was just a very, she'd look at something and go, I wonder if I can do that. And she'd always bring some project that was like really strange into mm-hmm. the house. And, you know, she was, she would do calligraphy. And then pretty soon she was on to like toll painting. And then she was yeah. like, can I, do? and she really wanted to do things well. And mm. um, so mm, and then I have cousins yeah. and, and brothers that I just, and, and, and yeah, that just kind of, well, how would you make a bow and arrow? You know, when we try to mm-hmm. figure stuff out and I don't know, it just yeah, seemed like it was, uh, it was through modeling a lot and maybe boredom I, helped. I definitely remember being bored as a kid. Of course, and there could be, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Terribly you think, you think it's metaphor. necessary to be bored? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, cause I, to me, a, a part of curiosity is it's, it's self-initiating. Like mm-hmm. if someone's forcing you to do something, that like you're not going to get curiosity. Yeah. It's got to be something that is like internally motivated. Yeah, I right? think you're right. That's a good point about curiosity. It's really so, internally motivated. Yeah, I think for sure, especially when you're young, I think modeling is definitely important actually. And mm-hmm. I, I actually, I had a lot of people in my life who modeled curiosity too. So I, I think you're right. I, I wonder if it's as effective for adults though. Wow, wow, because I might actually coach someone to say, hey, who do you know that's really curious and why don't you spend more time Spend with more them? time with people who yeah. are super curious? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Actually, I, I've i completely changed my mind. I agree. Yeah. Just if, if I could play God with someone with the intent <laughs> of getting them to be more curious, I would strip cheap entertainment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and force surround them with people who are curious. Not people who are like, trying to get them to be curious, but people who don't really care whether they become curious yeah. or not, but just are curious but themselves. They, just, they need to spend time with that. Yeah. 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 I, no, I think you're right. I think modeling is probably big. I think your social environment probably matters a lot. I tend to be right a lot. You are right a lot. You got a haircut. That's probably why you're really on the point today. That's probably why. Did you give yourself that haircut? Well, you can see that I clearly did. It's a fine haircut. Don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> I'm curious. This is a quarantine haircut. <laughs> Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.